Praise God. Welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. Today, we're going to talk about the things that God cannot do. And I don't mean that facetiously. I mean it sincerely. Most High God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We love you. We thank you. We adore you. We worship you. Hayabashata. You alone are God. Elohim. Hallelujah. You are God alone. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews. The sixth chapter uh, around 13. It says, For men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise that's us the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which is entered into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made and high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen? So, God didn't just confirm a thing. God didn't just make an oath like man makes an oath like they did at Mitzvah. The Lord watch between me and thee when we're absent one from another. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. No, it's not like that. God swore by himself on his own name. Now remember he said we can't swear because we can't even turn one hair of our head white. But it says here that God swore by himself and there's nobody greater, nobody greater than him. Remember the songwriter said searched all over, couldn't find nobody, looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody, nobody greater. So that's why he swore by himself. And it says he wanted to show us more abundantly the earnestness of his promise, the immutability, the unchangeability of his counsel. It cannot be changed. He confirmed it, it says, by an oath, that by two immutable things, and that is Amethathalon, Amethethon, A-M-E-T-A-T-H-E-T-O-N, in which it was impossible for God to lie. That's the one thing he can't do. The other thing he can't do is go contrary to his word. The other thing that he cannot do is be tempted with evil. James 1, verses 13 through 15. The other thing he can't do is bless people that without faith. James 1, 5 through 8 and Hebrews 11, 6. God cannot be unrighteous or perverse or 
um, unfair. And that is Romans 9, 14. Anybody who makes a life of sin and does not repent, God cannot change his mind and let them in. He won't allow himself to do so. Romans 8, verses 12 through 13. He cannot and will not change man's will. He gave man a free will to decide for himself. And that is 1 Timothy 2, 4, 2 Peter 3, 9, 1 John 1, 7, John 3, 16, John 7, 17. So there are some things that God cannot or at least will not allow himself to do. Amen. And so it says that we might have a strong consolation, not just be comforted, but have a strong, a convincing uh, consolation, a comfort, almost as though he drew a treaty. And the word is paraclesis, paraclesis. And it makes you think of uh, paraclete, one alongside the Holy Spirit, the one alongside. But so it's paraclesis, and you know the comforter, the consolation is Holy Spirit. And it says here, who have fled for refuge. Isn't that strong? To lay hold of the hope set before us. We did flee. You think Cain ran after God put the mark on him, but we did flee. We fled to lay hold, and the word for lay hold is elpidos, E-L-P-I-D-O-S. In other words, we laid hold with expectation, with trust, and with confidence because we know that God cannot lie. And in Numbers 23, 19, the word of God says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? And then remember in Romans 3, verse 4, it says, let God be true and every man a liar. So back to... Uh, our original text, we have this hope as an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast. Like the word says, be steadfast and unmovable. We can be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain because God has sworn by himself and he cannot lie that we will enter into the veil where our forerunner entered. And our forerunner is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We too get to enter in. He went first, and because he tore the veil at the time of his crucifixion, the way is now open for us to go through. And God will not close the door as long as we choose to be obedient to his word and to follow him in accordance with his word. Follow me as I follow Christ. So we can safely say, and if the storms don't cease, and if the winds keep on blowing in my life, 
my soul has been anchored in the Lord. So we will not fret, although it hurts us, behind all of this death, all of these murders, all of these shootings, this thing with guns and legislation, this thing with abortions and legislation, what's going on with the schools, whether or not the teachers should be carrying guns and so forth. We have a hope. We have fled to that hope that is the anchor of our soul. It is sure, it is steadfast, and we follow behind Christ Jesus into the veil, and therefore we cannot fail. All we have to do is seek his face, call on his name, turn from our wicked ways. And he said he would hear from heaven and heal the land. He cannot lie. So that's what we need to do. We need to do just what he said. Turn from our wicked ways, seek his face, and he will hear from heaven and he will heal the land even these United States and everywhere else where people are running amok. God bless you.